This show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Face Hammer, episode 44. It's me, Russ the Faceville, and I'm joined by the usual suspects, Terry and Les. How you Yo. guys doing? Right, yeah, very good. No B Dizzle today, so uh, unfortunately for you Byron fans, he won't be on this show. Um, but we thought we would just do a quick catch up on the Eggs event and also uh, Brothers of Sigmar that um, Terry and I attended because uh, we haven't recorded for a while, have we? No, I've had a bit no. of a break. <laughs> We've had a bit of a break. But real think... life's a thing, isn't it? So, you know. Well, I think mainly as well. Because we knew the handbook was on the horizon, we kind of want to wait for it to drop because... Everything would be out of date. <laughs> yeah, most of our shows are about tactics and things like that. And if we just talk tic-tacs and then, you know, by the time the show would be out, the handbook would hit and it's all completely irrelevant, really. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So in news, so General's Handbook. Yeah, something came out, didn't it? Seventeen. Yep, new new book. New FAQs, new compendium, game changing is the the buzzword. New Forge World using, as well, isn't it? Yeah, and new Ga- Forge game World. changing again, again, <laughs> and again. So is next year game changing yet again? Oh, maybe we should suggest that. Yet coined again. it already. Coined You've it. Coined it. Yeah, should put a TM on that. No, that's fine. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk a bit about the handbook in this show. Um, we're not gonna go into like masses of detail blow by blow artifact by artifact but we're going to talk more generally about it what we will do is um we did a little 15 minute show uh, on nick's Greenskin army or his moon clan grot army um and we will do those kind of style shows on some of the allegiances as we play them and see them just to kind of flesh out the uh the general's handbook content um so we haven't like launched into it to get it all out on release day because it's better when you get a feel for the scenarios by playing them, by seeing what people do with those allegiances and things like that. And that would just give us a little bit more time to give more kind of pertinent information. Uh, but we will give our initial reaction in this show. It's a lot to digest straight away as well, isn't it? Like you need to yeah. marinate a little bit so you know what, what actually che- what the changes are going to be really. So. See what scum rises to the top. Is that what we're going to say? <laughs> the, the filth, <laughs> what filth comes to the top? That's the yeah. uh, the general thing. But um, well, I'm work. I'm working on some stuff. Yeah, you're always working on something, Terry. I know. <laughs> Got something brewing. It's always it's always a it's always a blood letter shape form. It's always a chaos mixed chaos shape, isn't it? So chaos shapes. Hey, I've got an order army sat here that I'm building. Terry chucking down his chaos shapes. I love it. Yeah. It's got his, yeah. <laughs> Terry in the club. <laughs> no one wants some to shapes. see that. No, yeah. no one wants to see that. Yeah. And we might well, see it the weekend though, because we're in Cardiff, aren't we? You only see Terry in the club after three a.m. anyway. So winning time. Winning time. Winning time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Horrendous. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, in other news, um, 
so let's do a little bit, probably a little bit of a uh, a mention. So um, Games Workshop have actually uh, released their kind of Blight War box set on uh, pre-order, um, and that looks pretty sweet, doesn't it? That yeah. model. What meticulous? Oh, oh right. what a model! Yeah, so I, I know there's some split opinions on this, but I love it. It's I amazing. Think it's awesome. the, I can't oh, wait. It's big as well, isn't it? It yeah. looks chunky. If you guys haven't seen it yet, you should watch the um, the the Twitch stream with Johnson and and Myron Myron talking about like you know actually talking about it, and they've got the model in the hands and stuff. It's really cool. Oh, nice. I haven't watched back all the um, General's Handbook, um, what's it called, First Blood shows, Yeah, even though we were on one one of those, weren't we, Les? Yeah, I didn't watch that back. (laughs) The pain is real. Um, So, yeah, there's some good um, Warhammer TV content. If you haven't subscribed, recommend it. You can do it through Prime, or you can just pay money. Well worth it. You can watch back all this content. Fantastic if you're hobbying. Um, Like, I have been recently quite a um, lot actually do an audio thing as well I know can't you Curry pointed out to me the other day that you can um, just have it as just an audio and because like Martin's so sort of like in depth with his descriptions that join the games you can actually just not watch it now which is quite cool and just like listen to the yeah. audio yeah I think I think especially when him and Rob are on it's it's really good because you can get an idea of what's happening on the table without actually having watching the visual obviously the visual helps a lot and it's cool but um I think it's uh, it's definitely um, it was definitely I haven't watched Warhammer Live for a while and um, you know there's any excuse to watch myself but um, you know <laughs> that's a bit weird uh, but yeah it's been <laughs> I watched yeah. back some of the games and um, I saw Pete and Ad play uh, in the the week um, sort of leading up to the first Blood kind of General's Handbook exposure. Um, shows and uh, that was actually a lot better than what I remember and I was like oh okay I'll have to check these out and there's an interview with Jervis which is really interesting uh, also with Pete I haven't watched Ben's ones yet I've, I haven't got there because I've ironically I've had like the bank holiday weekend and um, doing a lot of hobby and I thought I've got loads of downtime to watch this stuff and then loads of people have been about on Skype so I haven't watched any of it but um, it's better to talk to real people I guess um, yeah. so a bit more social so, um, Blight War, it's out, it's a thing, pre-order, all that kind of jazz. Link on the, you know, on the FaceTime website. Yeah, I think um, Element got another run of copies in, because they were unavailable when I checked yesterday. Um, obviously, by the time this goes out, maybe it's still unavailable. I don't know if it's limited to release, I don't really know. But, I don't um, limited release, I don't, I don't think so. Um, from what they were saying on the, the Twitch stream and stuff, it, I think it's just going to be the, like, a... A boxed version of the game, like you know, like they did yeah. the death one for forty k and stuff. So, yeah, um, and I don't know if if um, traders will be able to get it more than once. I don't know, but because yeah. sometimes they can't, they can only get it X amount of the release. Yeah, possibly. I hope so. But if you haven't uh, got one, get one. Looks cool. The Stormcast models are really nice. All the new ones as well. So if you've got a a, a Stormcast army like I have, and you don't have any of the new models, it's a great way to get those. And obviously, it's got some rather uh, tasty new models in there, which is the uh, Horticulus Slimix, and uh, is it Neve? Neve the Stormcast, whatever her name is. Which, if anyone wants to hook me up with, I'm more than happy to take off their hands. You can have my one if you want, mate. Oh, I love you. I've well got done. a box set. Yeah, well, save it for off air. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. We are recording, Les. Come on, control yourself. Yeah, sorry. Um, so before we get into General's Handbook, we should probably just recap our experience at Eggs, which is a month ago now. I mean, that's it's been a yeah. while since we recorded. Um, so we all went there and had a good time, didn't we? It was, uh, yeah. it was pretty good. Um, the social was great at, at that. I, I kind of, like, because it was sort of the end of the handbook, I was using, like, my sort of, you know, standard army. I think for me it was more... The event was more about the seeing everyone, just that, and getting in those last few games of the, you know, the the old before we got into the new. Yeah, I, I think like with eggs, they're like everyone that you would want at a tournament, pretty much apart from a few people that couldn't make it, were there, weren't they? Like you know, you had your Sam Davies, the Black Sun, like you know, Pano Liam, you know, yeah. all of like, you know, all of the, the the cool kids then, apart from like a couple that couldn't make it, and it was just really like the social was amazing. Like you know, I spent most of my I, I basically become an honorary Sigra person for the weekend, didn't I? Hang out with Andy you betrayed and, us. You are a class me. traitor. You keep using those Sigra dice, I tell you. You left us for another team I, as well. Okay. Dice. He's getting oh. upset now. Well, yeah, it could sorry. be worse. It could be a bad dice. Then yeah, that would even be worse. But Ben not get me any bad dice, dice. So no, you'd have to buy it, mate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> giving that shit away. <laughs> no, um, so <laughs> it was uh, it was great, a great crowd, and like um, you know, it was great to see Andy, Andy and Gary there, and like you say, all the people you mentioned, the doggers, and you know, just just a really really good bunch of guys. And then we said uh, M was there, wasn't wasn't she? So uh, it was uh, quite yeah, nice to see her, her at a tournament. I think it's her, her first, first outing, wasn't it, yeah. for an event. Yeah, took a scalp in uh, in round one, did she? Yeah, yeah, she did. She So that's your game against them. Who did she, 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 she Yeah, um, she smashed me up. Yeah, point <laughs> win against me. So her first game using Sylvaneth at a tournament, you lost with your really powerful Stormcastless. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> I love oh, it. I, honestly, his escalation went out. Just you just got away from me, and then uh, Alaria went bad shit, and that was that. Oh. You did well, Keith. Couple of key charges, didn't you? So, yeah, I've got a couple of like. There's she. She played it well. She ignored the Drake and just basically shot off the key bits. And then, like when Alario, you know, Alario's not really a combat monster until she can, is, right? Yeah, and if, if you can roll loads of four ups, then she's amazing. She's just like damage five, damage five, damage five. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty gnarly. Just sounds like she outplayed you, really. So that's all I'm hearing. I can't, I can't be too, too bullshit because Les ended up beating me in this event. <laughs> so, um, but I, I, I played M as well and um, managed to uh, introduce uh, Alariel to a bunch of drill cannons on turn one, which has uh, made that game significantly easier. Um, eh? So I'm glad you made the most of that. Yeah, I have to get it. I have to get out my system. Um, and yeah, that's basically what's happened now. <laughs> I'm not really playing my Crichtons anymore, I don't think. Um, but um, yeah, it was alright. And uh, you know, I I played Andy Talbot in the first round, um, and I lost a minor loss to him. Um, the it was crazy. And then I played M, and I got a major. Then I played you, and I I lost by a major. And then um, day two, and you'll forgive me because it's been a while. I can't remember who I played. I played. Paul Haley in the last round, and I can't remember who I played, but um, 
I know who you played. Yeah? Yeah. Who? Craig. Yeah, Mixed Chaos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Craig. Sorry, it's over a month ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I... Uh, yeah, I play, yeah, I did. I played against, like, um, Sal and Skyfires and stuff. It was and Harrison's South Coast list, I believe. Yeah, it was, yeah. And I... Um, nice bloke, actually. Uh, and, yeah, top guy. And, yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, it was it was really good. But, I mean, it was really good as well to meet Chris Welfare because he was... Uh, I think he was an awesome, awesome guy, and he he bought us a face a face hammer hamper, which was really nice. It had a little bottle a of face cracking hamper. in it. Yeah, face hamper. Smashed it. Bo- in my bottle face. of red wine. Smashed that down. That was good. Couple little bottles, bottle, cute little bottles of cracking for me. So uh, they were went down a treat. Um, yeah. Can I have a sad on? Yeah. <laughs> no. It's Why not. did Les have a sad on? Because I, I, I only like winning, don't I? Ah, uh, right. <laughs> I, I, I was driving, wasn't I? So I didn't drink. So because obviously, again, you guys back to Manchester and stuff. Oh yeah, because we stayed at Beedizzles. Yeah, yeah. Be- overall really good. Um, the Chris ended up coming third as well, didn't he? So well done to him. Um, yeah. And uh, then there was a cutting ruck in first, and uh, Caradron's in second, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And then you finished top at the face, Samra guys. Um, Byron. Byron, I think. No. It'd be Terry then, right? It was me. All right, okay. We I, lost count, three, I lost on table three in the last game, didn't I? Because I got bullshit with Darren and he double turned oh, yeah. me. There you go. Yeah. Could have, would have, should have. Threw it all away. There you go. And uh, Tomlin took best painted. Yeah. With his uh, pod- well, podcast on podcast me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just a bit of a joke because there was some people crying on the internet about it, but his army they didn't, yeah, they didn't appreciate that. But yeah, wow. he had, his was the best army there, so well he, deserved. Who knew and, that people who put loads of effort into like promoting the hobby and going to tournaments and painting models were actually good at it as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come second um, or third with the the really cool dark half army with all the three hand banners. I can never remember the name of the guy. Yeah, his Sir Percival, I believe, on Twitter. I can't swear. Oh, do you know what? Yeah. That's really going to annoy me. What we'll do is I'll I'll find his name while we carry on in a sec. You can check out our YouTube channel because we actually did an interview with him from the previous oh, yeah, Face Hammer. Right. From so, Face Hammer, um, yeah, yeah, because um, it's where we basically the first time we saw his army, wasn't it? At Face yeah. Hammer, yeah. And he's done some extra bits to it, like, you know, Bastilladon and, like, so, his three banners are really cool. So it's like, Matt, isn't it? Matt's the name. Yeah. yeah. So um, he did a really good... Um, his army's really nice, so he, he got a cheeky little prize there. But to us, the painting stand was really high. It um, was. It was. So, fairly well run, well worth it. If you haven't gone to an event at the Northwest Gaming Centre, an Element Games event, then I would... Thoroughly recommend it because the venue is now pretty decent. Um, oh yeah, it's amazing, no, no. And you know, fine, well, wasn't it? Because like we had Subway for lunch, and then you put pizza on on Saturday night, yeah. and Subway for lunch. It's just yeah, it's just quality. Yeah, just... Happy hour on the bar, decent selection of drinks. You know, screens up around the hall. Um, Timmy was on point with the sort of round times and everything. It was adhered to the pack. Um, you know, no delays, everything runs smoothly. So yeah, definitely. Um, definitely and he well did what the trip. he did that thing. What TOs don't like doing, where they put in the pack. If you do this, you'll get dock points. And he actually and, enforced it. And he actually went through of it and docked some people, which was like, I, you don't really see it happen. No. So yeah, I can bring him down the iron fist on that one. Fair play. 
Yeah, but you know, it's in the pack. People are aware of it, aren't they? So yeah. it's only fair to enforce it because the people that make the effort, you know, it's it's difficult. Yep. I mean, I think it's another discussion, really. But yeah, yeah. well worth it. Well, good. So um, that was eggs. Uh, we're not going to go into too much detail because. The, the games and tacticals bits of the game also don't describe how Les beat me. No, um, that was all the real. We'll say one thing quickly. Sorry, yeah. Les. Um, Jackbox TV, that game we played on the Saturday night. If you ever get the chance to play that game, it's like Cards Against Humanity, but on the TV, so you make up your own answers. I laughed so hard, I was I was crying. It was amazing. Play it if you get the opportunity. We'll be playing it at Face Hammer. I yeah. was. Um... I was too busy playing Star Wars Destiny with uh, Liam and um, Andy, so I didn't see it. But Yeah, no, we'll be playing that face, Hammer. It was amazing fun. Cool. There you go. So I saw that they were playing it Element the other day, actually. Um, yeah, team but, building or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the sort of building you want to do, but yeah, it's good. When you fucking get worried about it, work. Probably not. <laughs> You'd end up fighting or something. You lot are way too serious. Not that serious. <laughs> um, and then uh, me and Terry went off to a doubles event, didn't we? Brothers of Sigma run by John yep. Warmington. Yeah, they've they've spruced up that venue nicely as well, haven't they? Yeah, I was really surprised actually. Like went down to the Bristol Independent Gaming uh, venue, and there was carpets, there was sofas, there was painting desks. So I was like, oh, doesn't it's not like a garage with a boxing ring in it anymore. tables all had mats on them yeah. new scenery yeah. all yeah. themed really yeah, it's nice really nice actually yeah fair play Terry. it was worth shout out i forgot i you know you don't mean you just take it for granted don't you, you just went yeah because I, I i don't think you'll mind saying the last doubles we were there you know i put my coat on the floor didn't i in the corner and it was fucking minging when we got up well on that the was floor, the worst bit about like when you put stuff on the floor you just picked it up and it was covered in shit and you were like uh like this time, I was. I even commented. I think I was like, "Wow, um, my bag is like not clean, not ruined by putting it on the floor." Brilliant. Yeah. Um, no, really good. And fair play to the guys there for getting that venue up to that standard. It costs a lot of money and time and effort. And um, yeah, so if you're in the area, if you're local there, do support the venue because obviously, like, it's nice to have somewhere, you know, other places around the country to play play games and stuff and. It's it, a decent size venue as well, it so is, you know it's good. if you're if you want to run a tournament around sort of that area, it's mm. a it's a good location now. There's food up the road, and it's, you know it's it's in a good spot. Yeah, yeah, it's decent. Um, so especially good for me because it's like forty minutes away. So yeah, because <laughs> uh, um, then I can come crash at your castle. There you go. So uh, no, it's all good. So I would say if you're in the area and you haven't checked it out, go there, go to an event, support it. Uh, but the event itself really prizes always really good from John's event. I, I you know, yeah. everyone got acrylic tokens. The did some Player really nice art cutout like placards and things for the winners. And unfortunately, we did not retain our our title, did we? So, but uh, we did take a softer list after last year to like challenge ourselves a bit more. I believe. I, I think I just was stubborn and wanted to use my boat. Um, yeah, you were you were um, keen on Caradron. Um, and you handicapped us quite a bit, I think. Oh, cheers, man. No. It was it was the scenarios that did it for us. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it was... Um, we Chris and Aaron took double-inch Skyfire um, filth and then tried to make it fun by having T-shirts and caps and painting it nicely um, and being nice guys, of course. But, uh, yeah, they did... Uh, 
they did a number on us in the mission where you could only see six inches, so my army was completely absolutely useless. And what? why did they do that? To make Skyfires worse, wasn't it? Yeah, it doesn't really work, but does it? it makes them better! Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the scenarios were wacky, basically, is probably the best way to describe it. Um, yeah. We had a couple decent games, like when we played like Matt and Paul, we, we managed to scalp them pretty hard, and Last that, round that, was that blood uh, warrior. Yeah, <laughs> he just tanked a Star Drake for uh, four rounds of combat. This one blood warrior was amazing. Um, it was a mystified Star Drake for two of those rounds, but you know, it's <laughs> he, was, he was definitely was three up. Is that like he was a man of the tournament? He mate. tried to get eaten like three times or something, but he just wasn't having it. He was literally just there with his beefy biceps out, going "Eat me!" And Star Drake was no, oh no. Don't, mm, bit full. I've eaten loads of blood warriors. Not anymore. Full up now. It's like it's, yeah. it's just too polite. It's like you know when you're like there's like it's like a buffet, and there's like one sausage roll left on the plate, and nobody eats it. And it just nobody eats there. it because everyone's like, oh, I can't have the last one. Perhaps that's what the star drip. I can't have the last blood warrior. Oh, it's a bit rude, isn't it? I shouldn't really. We don't like when you've had too much of the same food, and you're like, yeah, I'm really sick of this now. I just don't yeah, want I don't want it anymore. Yeah. Don't want to look at that blood warrior. I'm just yeah. going to look at this hill and get really confused by it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. It was it was good fun. I mean, um, we I think we did all right. We we played Dan uh, Ford um, and um, Perrin's well. army. Yeah, Will Perrin's army. And um, I think we got robbed in that scenario by the randomness of the uh, objective. Yeah, we we got the the shitty end of the stick, didn't we? With the <laughs> out of our control roller dice. If you roll this one number, your army doesn't move. Yeah, and we had two of the objectives locked down, and it was a possible one in three that it wasn't that one, and it just happened to be the one that we weren't on. Um, yeah, and if we could have moved, we could have actually stopped it anyway, but we couldn't move. Brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, um, the event was fun. Um, we didn't win. Boo hoo. Um, but there you go. Win some, you lose some. Um, that was it, really. So just a shout out to that event. It was fun. Doubles, bit quirky, yep. but some nice guys there. Good crowd. Venue's yep. a lot better. And uh, yeah, if it's. Uh, I don't know if John's running it next year, but if he is, then. I uh, imagine so, yeah. Sign up. There you go. Go check it out. But that's, uh, that's all we're going to do for the coverage of the event, sir. Not going to go into the armies or anything because it's all completely irrelevant because it's all changed. Yeah. So, I suppose we should probably get onto the general's handbook, which is probably what people want us to talk about. Yeah, it's kind of relevant. Yeah, I suppose you're better at that. So, um, I don't know how to approach it really, but I think what we'll probably do is just go through like some of the big, overarching changes um, that the handbook brings and. Um, then we will talk about each faction, um, winners and losers, some of the new allegiance abilities, ones that we think could be good in the meta, and we'll talk about the competitive meta in the UK for match play. Now, before we get into all of that, there is some other bits in the book, like siege rules, triumph and treachery, narrative and open play, and there's the new open war cards. It's all really, really cool. It's just not my hobby, so I don't play that sort of stuff very often because I only play tournaments. So, um, not that I say I wouldn't play it, but uh, we're not really going to go into much detail on that because we we just don't play it really. There are, there are other podcasts that really love the whole narrative side of it, and they they just do a better job than us at that because that's what they're interested in. So, you know, they they're the ones you want to listen to for that. 
Yeah, I just don't get the opportunity to play those sort of games, to be honest, because I don't, in my free time, I don't, I you know, between events, I'm either practicing for an event or playing an event, or I'm playing other games. I don't really play Age of Sigma with my mates for, you know, just on a weekend or whatever, just like casual stuff. Eh? I did, didn't I, the other week? Oh, yeah, you did. You did a, was it 6,000 points aside? 14,000 points aside. Three storm posts versus combined chaos. How many turns did you play? Three turns, 11 hours. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't think of anything worse. Did you not? Did you not decide like to take one of those mega formations? I should have just. I was going to say because, like, do you know you get those formations and it's like one of every chamber, and you're like, you're never going to play that, and you actually had the models to do it, and you still didn't use it. And I was like, I think it's twelve formators, like in one unit and stuff like that. It was um, no, we just didn't do it. We just sort of like, I think we, I had more fun lining it all up and making like a shield wall of like, I don't know, some like eighty liberators with like. 60 protectors behind it wow that was, that was cool and then like i think there was like 80 judicators on the table and then pano just ran like his million core graphs into it and killed it all <laughs> <laughs> and that was like pretty much that was then, pretty then much you lost interest you're yeah, like yeah, done mate. done now yeah mate yeah, that sounds no. good i mean at first it's more about just hanging out and chatting and and doing a bit of smack talk at the table isn't it really it's just awesome, just like hanging out with like Noisy and um, and Carl Wadley and Pano and um, Dobby and like having a barbecue and just like hanging out with people. Yeah, it's all good. I, I think I think for me, like trying for treachery something and the multiplayer or something, I might play because um, you know on an evening on an event or something, just go oh, let's play a triumph for treachery game because because um, you I can used... screw your mates over in that. Yeah, I used to enjoy that. Used to... We did it before back in the old events when the, the original box set came out. Um, I did laugh when um, I listened to Jervis's interview, and he said, uh, "He said, oh, those of you that remember the original Triumph Trek, I was like, it's only like a couple of years ago, isn't that long ago?'" And I was thinking, "No, it's probably about five years ago." <laughs> but, yeah, um, I remember fourth edition, so you know, <laughs> you can go back to showing <laughs> your age, man, showing your age. Yeah, well, you know, we're all we're all about the same age, aren't we? So, yeah, so some of us look younger than ever. So, yeah, Terry does look quite young, to be fair. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah so uh there's stuff in there but we're not going to talk about it really because you know i i'd recommend if you haven't already bought the book which if you haven't you're an idiot but if you can pick up the warlord edition because all of the cards and stuff are amazing right yeah you get all the scenario cards you get the triumph treachery cards triumph cards um the ruse is it ruses and there's like things and then you get um the dials for turns victory points markers uh range rulers summoning rulers aren't yeah so, summoning really nice. summoning rulers. yeah like nine inch away markers basically so really nice um yeah i've i've privileged to get one of those as being part of the play test so um yeah thanks guys and uh it, i've i use the dials on tv and i like the dials a lot i've used them ever since i got them now so they'll yeah. be a staple it's just really are good. they are they like like the mold line remover where it comes out and you're like what a, what a stupid idea no one will use that and then you use it all the time yeah like the combat gauge yeah fucking love my combat gauge Swag and my dice cup yeah I used to hate dice cups as well love it now I love my dice cup I yeah. hate it so much hate your dice cup <laughs> top tip if you're playing Les shake a dice cup at him all game it's yeah. really fun. Love that. And if, if you want to win a priority roll against me, roll a two, because I'm guaranteed to roll that one. 
all I'm saying. <laughs> um, I was literally telling AD about it when I played him, and then it actually happened, and I was like, "See what I mean? I was not making it up." Do you um, see? Do you I think see? you did it like a lot of turns oh, at the don't. at the doubles as well, didn't you? No. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Right. Stop. Move on. What? For for Terry starts talking about priority roles, you know. What oh yeah, yeah, roles. yeah, yeah. Touch your subject, right? Uh, <laughs> so handbook, biggest thing. Okay, so probably the biggest change. Obviously, all the points changed. Yeah, that was quite a change. So I think some of the the big sort of overarching changes is battalions. Yeah. So all the battalions went up by about a hundred, didn't they? About a hundred. Some of them didn't. Some of them were um, like only had like a minor points increase. But... Just the ones that we like to use, right? Yeah, totally. No, it's <laughs> the internet. No. Uh, but, oh, it's yeah. been an entertaining weekend. <laughs> it's been an entertaining weekend. But um, yeah, like I think the majority of them went up by a hundred. There's a couple that didn't. Sort of like you know the ones like say household for um, Sylvan F that didn't go up by a hundred. That went yeah. from like twenty to like seventy. So they just put the fifty on that. Um, that's and the one you use, right? It was part of the nod. <laughs> what did you did you think it was? Um, I mean, how did I mean? Obviously, me and Les knew about it, but Terry, did you did did you expect that? Was it a bit of a shock? Um, like, I I I didn't get why. Like, obviously, you know, cheap formations give you cheap artifacts. They also give you, you know, the low number drop for you know model count and or unit count. I I didn't expect it to be like that. I thought some of the offenders would have gone up, but well, like the flat hundred sort of increase across them all, it, I think some of them just feel a bit too much now. Like they're a bit out. But if that's the direction they want to go with it, maybe the you know the ones that you know probably shouldn't have gone up that much will come back down. Yeah, I think at some I point. Think so it's hard to balance everything because. There's just so even many. even when we're in like the room, we're talking about it. It's like, well, who's ever used it? Uh, but basically, the um, the idea was is that formations were were pretty much everyone was looking for a formation to be competitive or to, in their army. Um, and what it was doing, it was giving people um, a free artifact, and it was it was the deployment shenanigans with them. Which was yeah, the big yeah. thing, so you could decide on the first battle round, which is pretty big, and they, they oh, give yeah. you extra rules as well. So like a hundred points, when you actually think about it, isn't like crazy. Some of them, yeah, you look at it and go, "Well, I'd pay a hundred points to have a character that did that one buff." Yeah, but exactly. it's it, but it's not a character, so they, it can't be killed. I have it all game, you know. It's and I get this other free stuff. Some of them, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I think some of them may look at you know they had some utility, but you look at them now and go, "Well." It's 200 points now. I'll just take an extra two units or like, I mean, the, the play claw Skaven one, it, it costs so much now. You just take an extra play claw catapult instead of the formation for the catapults. Yeah, so, maybe. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's like, well, I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not saying that they're going to be perfectly pointed because no, no. no, that's not going to be the case but they all no. went up anyway and the, the rationale behind it was the you get a free artifact and uh, you get to deploy your army in one or or drip and then drop and then you know to dictate the first battle round yeah 
can also like dictate the priority role a little bit, can't you, as well? So like you can like if you are one drop army, you make your opponent go first, you then get the opportunity to double turn your opponent. Yeah. You know, and it just it just can make the game not fun. You know, sometimes if you, you know, I mean, I, I'm a chief corporate for it. Look, how many times did I take a one drop army in? Like uh, most, the, most your armies were, weren't they? Because you were yeah. using like stormcast formations, and then you were using Sylvaneth formations, and it pretty much all goes off the table. Yeah, so I mean, I was like the chief person that would be you doing that stuff. And it was so, only... what you're saying is it's your fault, Les? Wow, he wasn't alone, was he? No, like, I'm sure I don't. I'm sure I only took Warrior Brotherhood once. Yeah, I took Warrior Brothers once. Yeah, you won an event with it, didn't you? Yeah. I've used I've used a formation once. I used Taliband once. But I don't, practice day. I don't really use formations very often. I think most of the armies I use don't really Yeah, don't I didn't really because, use them. Oh sorry, I used Gore Pilgrims at South Coast with the new book, but um yeah, I never really had the opportunity because I was running Mixed Chaos. They didn't really have any. Yeah. Yeah. For for what I had, you know, so I, I never really got to experience them, but oh well, <laughs> they're gone now. I've been away well, they're not there. gone. They're just no. You know, some some are still. I mean, you're still going to see some of the uh, formations on in in the tournament list, aren't you? I mean, like oh, Murder, Murder Host is a uh, so Murder Host is a prime example, isn't it? So. Yeah, went up from 100 to 120. I can uh, still afford that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'll be running that this weekend. So, um, yeah. So formations. Uh, next thing probably want to talk about is um massive regiments so um what this is is you get a discount if you buy a big unit basically so for example your blood blood letters are 110 for 10 but if you take 30 you pay 270 so you're getting a 60 point reduction which when i looked at that that doesn't look right no because it's a little bit weird because of the rounding on it yeah, so because all the other units that are a hundred normally drop to two seventy, yeah, but they yeah. get like a sixty point discount instead of thirty, which is just feels dirty with them being blood letters. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure why. I think it's something to do with the formula they used um, and the rounding. But um, there you go. But anyway, um, so basically, you get um, a bigger unit for a reduced cost, um, and it's, it's to encourage large units. And there's some really nice. Uh, massive regiments. I mean, obviously, we've talked about blood letters, but also even plague bearers are really good for the points. Um, and if you look at, I used a massive regiment of Saurus warriors, and they're really good. Um, there's a lot of chatter about um, skink massive regiments. There's also, um, I mean, you know, there's loads of them. Everyone, every faction's got them. But even like Etern- Eternal Guard are like 210 points for 30 models. Put them in sort of like a Sylvaneth army, like you know, it's really cheap for what you get, and you've got then bodies to contest objectives. You know? Yeah, and dryads are um, are cheap as well, aren't they? Now, if you take a massive regiment, little bobbins, but you know, cheap. Yeah, well, it doesn't make them better, does it? But, no. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, there's lots of adjustments on points, and there's massive regiments. So, um, take big units and they're Be rewarded fairly... for it. Yeah, fairly good, you know, yeah, get a bit of points back. Um I quite like some of the uh some of them are really a bit bigger discount than others, but yeah, not bad, not bad at all. So that's two big overall changes really, isn't it? I mean, um 
Yeah, you had some new rules of one in there as well. Yeah, yeah, good good shout. So do you want to go through those, Terry? Um, yeah, <laughs> duplicate artifacts. Yeah, so no so duplicate artifacts anymore. Yeah. Um, my favourite is the Terminal one. So I was I was a culprit of using Kairos for a long time and controlling the Terminal. I'm yeah. I'm glad they put this in. Like yeah. you know, I, it was when a I was doing it, most events on it. I it, mean, it was it was just horrible. You know, I I did it for so long and I kind of hoped it would go that way. Um, I used it while I could, you know, but well, it's I, one of those I things, hoped it was going to go that way. You know, I've been allowed to do it. It's in the rules. But it doesn't feel right me doing it, but I can do it, so I'm going to do yeah. it because and it's a tournament. I kind of don't want it to happen, so I'm going to keep doing it until they stop me. Yeah, um, and uh, most most TOs did. I mean that that's um, I think that's just a positive change, really, isn't it? So yeah, those are definitely. the two new ones, weren't they? The can't modify the role at the start of the battle battle round, and the um, no artifact can be taken more than once, right? So there was also uh, another little cheeky change, wasn't there, about mounts? Yeah, there's um, a little section saying that um, unless specifically stated, um, rules don't apply to the mount. So sort of like uh, weapons and, and buffs. And so specifically art- artifacts and command traits, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Artifacts and command traits. Yeah, so yeah. you're unless it says it affects the mount, it doesn't. So Battle Brew would have been so much better before if it didn't affect the mount. Yeah, it would. It wouldn't have been such a criminal artifact. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it it didn't make much sense, did it? When you had a the dude on top swigging the brew, was he like giving it to the the mount as well? Yeah, dribb- yeah, dribbling mate, get a, a bit in the mount. Yeah, mouth, get a little chug it? on that. Like some hillbilly, like filling up his uh, dog's fucking bowl with um, some beer and stuff like that. So. <laughs> yeah, give him a lick of that brew. So just imagine like some stone horn. He's there like like a cast a stone like, horn. Yeah, <laughs> and like the stone was like lapping it up. There you go. Um, and then there were new scenarios for match play as well. So um, we haven't played an event of these yet. So we will. We're going to blackout the weekend, and we'll get um, a proper um, blooding through the scenarios. But as uh, he said, which five he's using out of the six, or is he just going to random it? I don't think it? so. But if I know Chris, you'll probably find that knife to the heart won't be the will be the one we're not playing. Yeah. Um, That's the sort of updated taken hold, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so you've got um, some of them might seem a little bit similar to the old ones, um, but I think the they're they're different enough and they've changed enough to be more interesting. So, like total conquest is basically like blood and glory, but you um, you've got a very a step deployment, and you get points, but then you there's no auto win. But if you take an objective off your opponent, you get a double point for it. So it's quite it's quite nice to, you know, you've got to take up a swing and, and hold it um, for at least two turns. Otherwise, you're giving up more points than you get from it. If that makes sense. Yeah. And then duality of death is uh, one that he released on the community website in advance. But it's basically a bit like free places, but it's with behemoths and also leaders. Um, and that's got a a shrunk deployment, so you're you're basically getting the twelve inches either side on your deployment area. You can't put in yeah. um, battle for the pass, which is basically border war, but you're playing um, across the table rather. You know, you're playing uh, deep rather than long on the table, um, and it's a classic favourite battle for the pass from the old days. Um, 
Star Strike, which is an updated gift from the heavens, so you're getting three meteors landing rather than just the two. Um, timing slightly different, and also you don't get this random thing that there can't be any enemy models in range to stop you capping. It's just most models. So um, we played that on the telly. Yeah, we did. It was cool. Um, and then Scorched Earth, which is uh, probably is a favourite everyone talks about, but six Thanks, objectives, guys. and you can burn your opponents to get D three points. Um, so yeah, not not like massively different, but different enough. And I think the biggest thing that is a new mechanic is that um, your units of 20 or more models trump capturing in, um, I think, Total Conquest and um, Scorched Earth, is it? Yes. So basically you you end up as being, um, you can capture and you trump. So you say, well, I've got a unit of 20 guys, so that trumps your normal size unit. So it means that if you add like, like five guys around it, but they had one guy, but he was from a unit of 20, then they, he would capture that. So if they have a 20 and you have a 21, you do trump their 20 with your 21 still? Yes. It actually yeah. comes down to, to number of models within range. So yeah. if your unit, if more of your models are in range than theirs, yes. Right, okay. Because obviously you could have a unit of 21 with two models in range, so they could have a unit of 20 with four models in range, so they would capture it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so if you've not got 20, then yeah. you trump. Yeah, basically. Cool. Then, otherwise, it just goes back down to the who's got the most models within range. So it's quite interesting. Um, and probably the biggest change is the ally rules. Yeah. yeah. So, again, on t- people probably know already, but every allegiance has a set of uh, keywords that they can ally um, in a 2,000-point game, 400 points of their army into those allies um, to in their army list. And I think this is the the most exciting thing about the handbook, and it opens up loads of possibilities with your armies. Um, allows you to take new allegiances where you go, well, it all kind of does the same thing, but I've got 400 points I can put something in which is different and fills gap. And um, we spoke about it quite a lot on the um, on the stream, just about that. You know, you're you're taking an ally unit which is normally can operate independently. Maybe it does something that your army doesn't do naturally, or you struggle with, or um, maybe it synergizes with your army. It gives you a buff. You know, a bit like we mentioned, like the Norder. We mentioned the Lawmaster being able to buff. You know, a Star Drake, why not? Or something like that. You know, you can you can make it re-roll with that model in there. Or you could take a Hurricaneum to get plus one to hit. We talked about units which work independently really well, like Sky Wardens. They don't need buffs. Liberators, things like that. All the Stormcast units, in order particularly, can every army can have Stormcast allies. So they're, And there's such a good range of different models in that range. And you, Battlefield rolls... You could probably find what you're looking for within the Stormcast range, so I think that's a big boost for order, to be honest. Yeah, I think like you'll see a lot of Night Venators in people's armies, um, you know, um, or even uh, you know, even I, I think that there's just the option to be able to put in. I mean, what Decimators are what 200 points now? Yeah, I think so. The Horde meta, like, why don't you take your, your unit of ten Decimators and be like, Come that's a good board. shout, Les. I'm yeah. sure people haven't thought about that. And you get the... They don't really need 
any buffs from the Stormcast army. Um, yeah. But what you can do is you can still like Mystic Shield them and yeah, you like work with the Star Souls, and you just got the axes, and you like come at me, bro. Yeah, why not? I mean, we yeah. talked about long strike crossbows as well, didn't we? Yeah, quite a nice the... little, nice little addition. Um, um, Dreitcher in a Stormcast army being lightning charioted across the board, and ha- then doing the flitter fury explosion. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. yeah, I was talking to um, a friend of the show Dan about his pestilence army, um, yeah. and I was saying, well, why don't you put some night runners in there um, because they get to move before the game and they can push back these drop armies you know the Kradron drop they can deal with the murder host turn turn one zerg um so there's that's a cool little thing you can go if you've got iron jaws you can stick in some bolt throwers give you some long range threat you know i mean there's there's a lot of options in there and even like if you've got beast claw raiders and you just want some bodies you know you can put in a big unit of ogors or something like that you know it's uh you know they can have they can have gut busters or um trogoffs as allies so um and gargants and things like that. But even in the gut buster you could even put in things like an iron blaster or, you know, a big unit of ogres. You could for four hundred points you can get twelve ogres. Yeah. That's pretty pretty good, isn't it? I mean that's a lot of wounds, a lot of bodies. I mean you could even put grots in as well. So because grots are gut busters Obviously, like with Beast Claw Raiders, you don't really have bodies, or you don't have chaff, but you could basically for a hundred points get twenty models. So you just get twenty grots, and you could just buy three units of those. That's six. That's sixty models that you can use as a screen for your monsters and 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 their objective scoring. Um, you know, you could. I mean, like that. That's a pretty decent use of your points. Yeah. You know, because you don't, you can't get that kind of unit in your army. But you want to use the Beast Claw Allegiance, spending two hundred points on two units of twenty like grots is a great investment. Um, you know, Iron Jaws, they could they basically get the pick of the green skins. Um, you know, obviously war machines and shooting is a prime thing you need in that army. Um, you know, because everything runs across and punches things in the face, so it's really good. You know, I think um definitely a lot of options. I mean, even putting like a um a Ragnarok spider in your Moonclan army, you know, why not? Yeah. You fill your boots, um, and I think that's really cool. Or trolls, you know, because even like just putting like trogoffs in your Night Goblin army, pretty pretty fiend, but yeah, you know, it's pretty cool. I think um, there's lots of options, and you know, for me, like with Death as well, some of the new allegiances without the allies, I don't think I would have given them a look in. So with Soul Blight being able to put things like zombies, skeletons, and direwolves in, or with Night Haunt being able to put like Blood Knights in, it just gives you something you don't have in the army that you can put in. And you can go, well, I've got a gap, and I'm going to fill it with my allies. Yeah. Um, and obviously, they don't benefit from your allegiance abilities, but you can kind of forgive that for the what you get out of it. Yeah. I think that's probably the best way. Just make the list a little bit more flexible. Like you, you like if you're, um, you know, an elite army, it allows you to put like low cost bodies in. If you're a low cost body army, you can put high damage output people in because you know most of the time, four hundred points will get you what you need. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think what we'll do is we'll um, we'll have a little break, and when we come back, we're going to go through the four main factions, and we will pick out maybe the allegiances that we think are cool 
um, and if there's any particular new lists we think are going to be good and uh, talk about how the faction's going to perform in the meta. Uh, we don't know, it's all guesswork, but it'll be quite fun. So we'll be back in a minute. Facehammer is sponsored by Element Games. So for great customer service, all the latest Age of Sigmar releases at 20% off, and all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. And we're back from the break, so let's jump straight in with uh, Grand Alliance Order. So we're not going to go too much detail about the actual generic order allegiance because base is almost the same. Um, what? Um, so out of the order faction, then uh, is there any allegiances that you think are particularly cool, Les? Is there anything that jumps out at you? I I really like the Darkling Coven uh, allegiance. Um, I just think that it's it's really cool to be able to, you know, take the the units of. Um, Spear elves, dread spears. Was it dread spears, bleak swords, and um, and the cross dark shards? Yeah, and have them within range of each other, and sort of like get the benefits from it. I mean, I I still think you're going to want to take a bigger unit, perhaps the bleak the bleak swords. But it's just nice to be able to know that you can have like you can get the extra shots and the extra plus one to hit on the the dark shards if they're within range, because essentially you use each unit to fulfill the max unit quota to increase their shooting or increase their to hit roll. Um, I just think it's really, really cool. Um, it's a really interesting mechanic. Um, I also think there's like a pretty strong list in there somewhere. We've been able to, with the, the, the ability to allow your, your executions to run and charge. Um, you know, I just think that, you know, I see it as being like, you know, maybe minimal battle line and just like as many executions as you can get on the table. Yeah, it's quite cool, and um, you can take the um, the sorceress on Black Dragon could be a general, and then you um, you can ally in as well. So you could ally. I was talking about on the stream that you could ally in a um, Dreadlord on uh, Black Dragon as well. So you could have double dragon. So you have like your your um, your sorceress and uh, her significant other both on dragons, and then just loads of like these kind of ruthless, merciless, martial, elven troops. I think it'd be really cool. Um, awesome models as well. Um, yeah. I think they're quite fast. You know, they're, they're lots of bodies and stuff, I think. It'd look really impressive, wouldn't it? So I think so, yeah. I, I, you know, I've got that Dark Half army that I've been sat on for since Safe Coast about two years ago, so I might just add some units to it and bring it up to speed. I've rebuilt half of it, so back how, at the how west. How do you think they would fare in the meta, then? I think... You've got, if you can, I think you'd have to sort of like write your list around it a little bit, but I think executions go toe to toe with most because of the mortal wound they put, you know, they're like essentially blood letters, but with extra attacks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got a lot of shooting from the, the, the dark shards, um, backed up with solid magic, um, and two dragons. I mean, I don't know that I'm done like the points, but I think with, in the current, well, in the meta that's going forward, which is like, you know, almost going to be horde hat, is that you, you're going to want the bodies to be able to compete because, you know, it's most models around the, the objective. And if you can do that, then great. Yeah. So is that what we think the meta is going to be then? Because we just said, how do you think you're doing the meta? But we don't actually sort of really know 
No. What it is. So what do we actually think it's going to be? Um, Just hordes and hordes of massive regiments? No, I think I think big units will be in every army. So I think most armies will have at least one or two units of 30-plus people, um, unless you're playing Stormcast or, you know, Nighthaunt, for example, or something. But you might have an allied unit like that. So, um, But I could imagine that pretty much every army is going to want at least one big unit. Um, I don't think that is going to be everywhere. Um, I, Me, personally, I think MSU is going to make a comeback. Yeah, uh, and yeah. that means many small units for people who don't know, and that's purely because um, when you've got one big blob of men, they can be in one place and they can attack one thing. And if you've got staggered MSU style army, then you spread. You've you've been able to checkerboard your deployment or your positional play. Then you can start doing things like I'll charge the the I'll retreat out if anything's left. And then I'll tag the unit in the corner, put a unit stood near it so you can't pile in sideways, um, use things like the household battalion to pin big units in place so they can't retreat and they can't do enough damage because a lot of them have got low-quality attacks in big quantity. Um, debuffs will be really powerful because if they've got all their men in one unit, a minus one to hit affects the entire unit, so that's going to be really good um obviously things like chaff is always important um i i I honestly i think the meta is not going to shift massively other than the fact there are now more options in armies and you're going to see more armies being competitive because they've got more flexibility whereas before you went well that army's never really going to compete because they don't have this type of unit with the ally rules, you can slot that in. So I can see Iron Jaws being a particularly strong army um, because they were good before, but they struggled a little bit. Now you can fill that gap with your ally and they've got allegiance abilities which make them better. And there's a there's a really nice um, battle shock protection artifact or command trait, one of the two, which fills a real big gap in their army list. Um and you know, even like a massive unit, massive regiment of Ard boys is going to be really strong. Um, but I think you're right; we don't really know, and that's why it's exciting, right? I can't wait to see the the lists that people put on the table at Blackout. Whether people just run what they had before with slight, you know, points adjustments, or if they've gone, I'm going to do this because it's going to be completely off the wall. I think it's going to take a while for those kind of quirky armies to come to the fore because people have to paint them, get them ready. People haven't really digested the book. I mean, it's only come out last weekend. I mean, I've, I've had a bit more time to digest it, but you know, I think um, it's going to be really interesting. Um, I think as well, people are going to be like, "I'm going to do this. I could collect this. I could collect that. I could collect this." And it's just really exciting. I mean, like even on the stream playing with Seraphon, and I just thought this army is just—it's just unbelievable. Um, so much flexibility. I suppose. I suppose that's a good segue, in, isn't it? Should we talk about Seraphon? I'll talk yeah, about Seraphon. Talk about Seraphon. So, for me, this makes Seraphon like just feel like a proper like like they they can compete now. Um, they've had points adjustments, which is fine, but really the, their allegiance abilities are just exceptional. So, the Slan can unbind anywhere on the table, which is just 
super strong. Like, you know, how many times do you need to shut down that mystic shield before someone can, or that, you know, traitor's miss spell from Sarl. Um, even in the change, you, you want to shut that down. You don't need to be in 18. You can just, you can just unbind. It's just a thing. Um, you get this uh, Lords of Space and Time ability, which allows you to basically roll a dice, pick a unit, roll a dice. On a one, they can't move or charge. On a two to five, you can pick the unit up and set it up nine inches away from any other unit. Uh, on a six, same as before, but you can move it. Now, the thing is, a nine inch charge sounds quite hard to do. But with Seraphon, you've got lots of ways to buff it. So you can go, all right, well, okay, I'm going to take the um, Great Rememberer, uh, sorry, Vast Intellect Command Trait on my Slan, who's my general, and he knows now and knows the Curse of Fates and um, uh, basically Spell, which allows him to up, up a dice, up or down a dice by one. Um, then you can have the Stars in alignment where you can uh, add one to your charge rolls. And then you can take the skink trappings, which allows you to reroll charges. So you're then on a nine with basic effective plus two with a reroll. And if you take the skink star seer, you can even reroll one of the dice um, if you've taken him anyway. Um, and you could take the great rememberer with your slan, which allows you to do that twice. So you could pick two units up, um, and then you've got two chance to charge, and if you've got the rerolls from the priest, so there's loads of really good combos. There's loads of units you can pick up. You could pick up a Carnosaur, you could pick up a Bastilodon to get the shooting on what you want. You could pick up a unit of 40 skinks, which are all the buffs. Uh, it gives you great flexibility, great movement. Um, it's what they needed, because they didn't have the speed, they didn't have the movement, they couldn't really threaten this gives you such board control it, it's really good and and i mean i i loved it i loved using it it felt really good i think i think people they are still not brilliant like in combat and stuff their scrolls are not great and they are heavily reliant on those characters and those buff pieces which can be taken out and they're quite pricey if you want all that stuff because you basically end up spending a thousand points on characters um and also what you'll find is that if people can pressure you um then it puts you under a lot of strain um so i think seraphon strong i think i think they're going to be a strong army i think you're going to see them around the top tables uh, i don't think they're going to be dominating but i think in the hands of an experienced player uh and if jack jack armstrong's back on the scene using them and you know sedge is going to pick them up then i'm sure they'll be there'll be a podium or two for seraphon in the future i can see that happening and before you didn't see him on the table at all you didn't see them competing unless it was some sort of janky croak army. Um, and even then they never really had enough um, had enough threat to really threaten a podium. Didn't have enough flexibility. I, I think the Seraphon Allegiance abilities are one of the best in the book, to be honest. I think super yeah. strong. It just it was exciting to, you know, whilst you were like beating me with it, it was just exciting to, to see what they were doing on the table. I just I really Felt that they work now, and yeah, yeah. gonna do a uh, con- hard concept seraphon arm. <laughs> no doubt. So, um, I mean, I think it's probably worth talking about. Um, we've been, we're not going to go through all of them, but probably one that we do need to mention for order is the Fire Slayer Allegiance. Yeah. So, um, I, I again, this one is is hard for me to in, really understand the impact of it, but. I mean, you, you've obviously no Fire Slayer players, so, I mean, how are they finding it? Carl's absolutely loving it. 
um, at the moment um, with the points decreases uh, and everything. I think like the list he took the other day was, um, I think it was three magma drops um, and then three units of 30 backed up with some other characters. Um, and he was two units of 30 ball kite berserkers and um, I think it was the unit of Hearthguard with the, the do the mortal wounds. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, the, the added the added like flexibility like I'm sure like, like everyone's looked perhaps they haven't looked through the rules but you know they get to activate a rune per turn don't they yeah. um, it those like you you get to select one um, and then you roll a dice and it gives you um, so one option I think is uh, it increases the rend of all your weapons by one um, and then if you roll, but if you roll a six, it increases all the rend of the weapons by one and does something else, but I can't remember what it is. I haven't got Increases it by a further one. So yeah. it gives it, you, so like all of your weapons so are it gives you plus two rend. Yeah. What? Yeah, if, you, if you roll that, that ancient power, isn't it, on the rune or whatever it is, so. Enhanced and, effect, yeah. And you can give, you can get that on a five, I think, can't you? With, with an artifact, the, yeah, or command trait, one of the two, yeah. So. Um, and also it allows you to double the range of your shooting one of them does as well um, and one of them means that they can just run and charge uh, and stuff and it's, one of them increases the damage as well um, and you can just you have to cherry pick them for the right moment in the game but you know that one turn that you need I think it, was, it's, I think it increases the damage and then you take a mortal wound if you roll a 6 as well I think. yeah I think it's just something like that yeah it's, um, and it's just, really good so it just allows you to be really flexible. Like, you know, you can go in, you can sit off somebody, wait for that turn, and then go, right, I'm going to go for the super, like, you know, increase my move so I can get further forward. Or you're already in combat with somebody, you know you're getting the turn. You then increase the rend because they're high armoured, or you increase the damage if they're low armoured, and you just try and rinse them off the table. Um, and then, like, that that perfect moment when you get pop the six or the five if you've got the artifact, I think it's just... It's brilliant. I just think that Fire Slayers are now going to be like a force to be reckoned with a little bit, to be honest. Yeah, and I think you'll see um, Kradron allies quite common in that army because you can take um, Sky Wardens as allies. You know, 400 points of Sky Wardens is three units of, uh, sorry, four units of three Sky Wardens, and they give you the shoot in the 12 inch move. They're really good objective sweepers. Um, so I just think they really go well in the mm-hmm. army because you've got all the bodies and all the combat and you just need some long range and some manoeuvrability and that you get that with the, the Sky Warden allies. Yeah. So I could see them being a staple choice in the army, you know, because you don't really need to buff them for them to be effective. So, uh, yeah, I think they're that's yeah. really good. I think just for the extra saves, and like, you know, against stuff like you, you murder host of a million blood letters you know you've got an armor save against the blood letter and you've got them before mortal wound save on top of it you know and then you get to go back at them and like blood letters are all about shock and all aren't they they're not about being resilient no exactly and i think um the fire slayers will catch a lot of people out because they've just not played against them so they'll yeah. be like what does that do what does that do and i think that'll be a a common thing um yeah. you know in the first few events where People are just like Darkling Covens. What do they do? What does that unit War Scroll do? I've not seen that. I've not seen Bleak Swords or Dread Shards or on the table. So I don't even know what that does, let alone what the Allegiance does. So yeah, I think mean, that's a fair shout. But I think that that pretty much for me that that's I think enough for order. I mean, obviously we'll cover in in future shows. We'll obviously cover a lot more as we're playing events and things. But we'll probably do a little mini show on some of the Allegiances anyway. 
Um, but I think, you know, those are the ones for me that in order, I think are really good. Um, yeah, they're the ones that excite me. I think yeah. free people is going to be, you're going to see a lot of it, but I think we need to cover that in depth because of, you know, the way it works with the, you know, the stand and shoot and stuff like that. So and I think for me, like dispossessed free peoples and wanderers don't really tick on my boxes. You know, it's not really, it's not really for me. Whereas like fire slayers, hate to say it, Seraphon and um, Darkling Covens are the ones that if I was doing order, that's where I'd be leaning to. So yeah, all good. So should we talk about chaos, Terry? I know you're itching to get involved. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I suppose the the obvious one to go first with is it's either slaves or Slanesh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go go with Slanesh. I'm already on the page. Um, yeah. So have you um, you've looked at this in detail? Yeah, I've you've... I've written some lists for this already. Quite, I think I've probably written about twenty Slanesh lists. So a lot of them have the same sort of basis in them, but double, there's double. some. There's some crazy stuff you can do with them now. Um, I like the idea of having the multiple generals yeah. to do multiple keepers to get the multiple pile in, so you can have your like your two hordes of thirty demonettes go in twice each. So effectively, you're getting four units. You know, as long as they don't get hit back too hard um, for the price of two, you just sort of double up your damage without actually taking the models. So. There's, there's some, you know, the the speed at which you can get across the table as well. Um, the Seekers one, the the host you pick, um, add two to your move if your move is ten or more. So yeah. that means your, your Seekers, your Keeper, they're, they're already fast. They're going to be just flying across that board. Um, some of the command traits are quite powerful as well. The artifacts have got some great, some great names, great items in there. <laughs> Yeah, I um, think they're they're really thematic, aren't they? I they're mean, very they're... yeah. They really captured the the theme of these bad boys. Well, bad girls. Um, <laughs> bad I think the amorphous when, when I, demons of lust. <laughs> I think when I was looking at it, like initially, I just the, the thing that sort of like called out to me was just like you're going to take like double kipper, aren't you, all the time? Or um, is it the one with the three generals and you take the three? You generals? can have up to three, but I don't know, like. I think the pretenders one where you get two command traits on one um on one general it's going to yeah. be really strong because if you do that you also reroll hit rolls of one uh, for units that have 10 or more models when they attack in the shooting or the combat phase so that means your um demonettes are rerolling ones to hit that's yeah. good so that that's you know that's good I mean, even Seekers as well. You can have, like, a unit of 10 Seekers just fly up the board, and then they're re-rolling to hit, which they hit on fours. That's that's a quite a big deal. Yeah, um, it's good. I think... Um, I definitely think the Sinesh faction's got some interesting combos. Oh, definitely. Um, and, like, obviously, Archeon can go in to, you know, all these sort of, you know, themed god factions as well. So... That would yeah. be uh, obviously he can't be the general, but you know he doesn't he doesn't really have to be. So there's some definitely some cool stuff in here. Um, I mean, what, the artifacts themselves they've got the old lash of despair back in there. That was uh, that was a nice artifact from the previous the previous edition. Gives your uh, potential uh, you know cheeky little uh, mortal wound shooting. Um, there, there's you can like properly gear up 
a keeper of secrets by you know double command trait and an artifact you can make them proper proper boss mode um and i've already got a slanesh army i've been working on as well so you know it'd be nice to to rock that out i think the just how fast they are i think like in a game where you're scoring objectives you know um again like the seraphon we said before like anything that you can score objectives and control board space something as fast is like king almost so the fact that they can get across the board they fight you know death by a thousand cuts and you've got well like saying saying that demonettes two attacks each you know fours and fours rend one damage one they're like pretty tasty at chopping up big units yeah they're they're quite anti-horde they're a bucket load of you know low damage really good at quality attacks like just you know the, the sheer volume of them especially or, uh, if you're piling in twice yeah. yeah and they're 25 mil bases so yeah. you're getting a lot of attacks yeah, yeah. and uh, if you've got pretenders you're re-rolling aren't you so yeah i mean then you know if you're a big unit you get an extra attack on a five instead of a six you know pop an extra plus one from a damn terrain on there you, you're getting fours to hit with you know, those fours being... Well, sorry, you'd be on twos re-rolling ones, but the fours are uh, extra attacks as well. Yeah, So you would you would just decimate units of infantry. Look really or even nice heroes, well. to be fair. Look really cool as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be nice to see a demon army of Sinesh on the table. I don't think I've seen yeah. one since uh, GHB1. So, um... I've not, I don't think I've seen one. Uh, Brian's got one in there, so I think that's the only one I've seen. In... Did Ming take one? Or was his? Uh, I think mix. it was Sinesh, but it was mixed slave stuff as well. So um, yeah, I mean, you could you could put the um, anything with Sinesh keyword in this though, surely. So yeah, yeah. So you, you could pop in the slaves of darkness stuff as well. So hmm. well, speaking of slaves, that's probably a nice little yeah. segue. So they've got their own allegiance ability, haven't they? So um, there's all. It feels very traditional. This doesn't it? But like the. Old yeah, chaos book where you've got the uh, Eye of the Gods table, which is always a yeah. favourite, um, and you can basically turn into a uh, demon prince or uh, a uh, spawn. You know, get there, and uh, you get to basically if your heroes have got a mark and the unit's got a mark of the same, and you're within range, they get a benefit depending what their what their allegiance is. So that's uh, a nice little uh, kind of. You kind of could do it like a themed, like marked army of like Nurgle, for example, but a Slaves of Darkness Nurgle army, um, and you get to reroll win rolls for one, or um, you know Zinch get to reroll saves, and Sunesh get to reroll uh, ones on charges and runs, and Corn get to reroll hit rolls for one. So it's not a massive buff, but every little helps, doesn't it? So yeah, and you get some cool artifacts. Um, but you know your heroes could get quite nice with the eye of the gods table. So uh, yeah, I think it's cool. Um, just it's get... the... Hey, it's nice just to have the eye of the gods back. I think, and just like you know that 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 was like the, always the fun bit in Eighth Edition. I think when I was playing Warriors. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think they're that's pretty cool. But um, I think for me, like in Chaos, the the allegiance ability I really like is the Pestilence one. Yeah. So um, yeah. we were talking about this. That I was I was really close to actually buying an army, to be honest. Um, mm. So you get strength in numbers, so you basically get to add more bravery depending on how many men are in the unit. So that obviously is very helpful for Skaven. Um, 
So rather than adding one for every ten, you get two for every ten. Um, Which is a big deal when you're <laughs> when you're a low bravery rat. Yeah, exactly. So if you add a unit of 40, you're adding 8 rather than 4, which is, you know, it's, it's a big difference, you know. Um, but the really is the Great Plagues, really. So when you cast a, a, a Pestilence Priest does a prayer and you roll a 6, you can pick a Plague to do, and there's loads of, like, cool, like, mortal wound explosions and making fevering up a character so it might attack its friends and things like that. So that's really cool. And then you've got the... Um, the artifacts are, are pretty cool. I quite like the verminous valor because it's like it's not really being bravey. Basically, using like plague monks around him as a shield to take damage. <laughs> it's like it's not. It's like the opposite of being brave. But yeah, it's really cool. And and I like the Liber Bubonicus. Um, is obviously the old Skrulk magic item from back in the day that's back in, and that gives you a priest abilities, or you can. Uh, use two prayers instead of one if you've got it on a priest already so uh, you could put that on like a vermin lord corruptor and he can then cast prayers so i pretty cool i mean um i think what i i just like the idea of it with their points reductions as well i think yeah yeah pretty solid so um yeah i think they're they're i think these could quite happily get up on the podium yeah i think so i think pestilence is uh i think they're going to be really strong is an army that people underestimate as well. They'll see it and go, oh, what do they do? Uh, yeah, whatever. And then they'll yeah. go, oh my god, okay. It's, it's just some plague monks, let me just ram my unit into them. I appear to have killed my own unit. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think the Pestilence army is uh, is one I'm quite excited about in Chaos, I think. Uh, yeah. Probably for me, out of the Chaos Allegiances... The Sonesh and the Pestilence are the two that leap out at me, really. Yeah. But pest. If I was going to do an army, I'd do a Pestilence army. I think that's yeah. my. Uh, I've my got pick. like most of it. I literally just need like maybe forty to sixty more Plague Monks, and I've got a pretty solid Pestilence army. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I do so, like. I do like it. Yeah, so, good look at that. I think um, then really, um, I mean, we'll probably talk about a little bit about destruction. There's only one in here, isn't there? Um, but that's but the Iron one, Jaws. One that matters, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I like the Iron Jaws now. I think the Iron Jaws, the Iron Jaws are always a really solid sort of like army. That they weren't quite pushing for podiums, but they were always like rewarded solid play. Um, and I think that the allegiance abilities have just stepped them up a notch. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I like the idea of it. So you've got this. Um, um, it's smashing and bashing is the ability. Yeah. So basically, if um, an Iron Jaws unit kills a unit in the combat phase, then you can immediately pick another Iron Jaws unit, uh, the closest one, to then attack immediately. So you can almost like domino effect your combats, um, which so I, I think is really nice. Ian Harper did that five times uh, at the club yesterday. Wow. Yeah. He did it in. A, he basically went went bang 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 bang. Did it five times, and then like a bray here, a shaman got to fight, and that was it. Whoa! I think if you can, um, if you're a good enough player and you can pick those that turn that perfect storm with the war, and you just managed to, to go right, and then you could almost like wipe out half an army before they even got to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the eager for battle as well. It doesn't sound like a lot. Add one to result of charge rolls, but. That means if you're within three, you never double one in a charge. 
Yeah. So yeah. you can double one, add one, it's free, you're in range. So basically you can't double one a charge if you're next to someone. It's just that that in a combat army is just gold really. Not so. Um you know, I think it's pretty good. And then you still get the um um mighty destroyers rule, so you can basically uh, move in a unit um which is quite cool. Um and then there's some really nice um command traits. I think one of the probably ones I like is the brutish cunning one. That's so, the awesome one. Yeah, basically at start of the enemy charge phase, roll a dice on a five, you can pick a Iron George unit within six and they can charge. So basically you can interrupt their charges. Which I think's really cool. Yeah. And it's sort of it, five up, but the threat's real, right? Yeah, that's like only times if you need it to only times does Terry roll five ups. Yeah. All the time. Um, Unless it's a priority roll. I think there's a couple of really good, um, like, more crusher builds in there as well. Like, you know, the Ignore Ren work. You know, Mystic Shield, the more crusher, makes him pretty survivable now. Yeah, yeah. And he's come down in points as well. So, uh, great. And I love the more crusher model. I mean, I I was tempted to get my own jaws out and actually paint them and uh, take them. But I just think there's so many armies to do. I don't think I'll get around to doing them. But the... um, I think Iron Jaws in a really strong place now. Yeah, I think so. Um, but that's it for destruction. But what a what a set of allegiance abilities you get. And then uh, I thought I'd save the best till last. We'll let you do this one. Seems you're doing them. Yeah. Well, the death faction. So for <laughs> me, um, I think the death. If you actually think about the range, they've got three allegiance abilities in here, which is actually quite a lot. Um. And for me, I'll talk about I'll talk about the armies. I basically I won't talk about flesh eaters really. Um, we'll probably do another show on that, and that's it's pretty cool. But uh, I'll take, pick the two out that have really tickled my fancy. So um, the first one is Nighthorn. So I'm actually taking Nighthorns to blackout. Um, I've basically painted an army in less than two weeks. Um, I've used some old models and I've, I've built some stuff and I've I've airbrushed it and did some work on it. Um, and it, it, it's more... I don't know what it is. I just really like the idea of it. I don't think the army's super strong. I think it's going to be interesting to play with um, and it's going to catch some people out. But I don't think it's um, got the variety in it to be super strong. But the, the Nighthaunt ability is basically... It gets the Deathless Spirits rule, which is basically like the Deathless Minions save, but it only affects Nighthaunts. Um, and then you get the um, ethereal rulers. So um, this basically allows you to set up your Nighthaunt units in the underworld. And then if you've got a Karen Wraith or Tomb Banshee on the battlefield, you can roll a dice and on a 3+, plus, you can call the unit forth and set it up outside a 9 of the enemy. So it gives you that, that ability to pop up around the battlefield, which is these units are actually really good independently. They don't really need support, but you can pop your characters up as well. So you can have a you can pop up like a group, a couple units and a character, and they've got the deathless save. And, and you know, in an objective based game, this can be really strong. Um, and then there's some a new rule about the black coach, but to be honest, the black coach doesn't really tickle my fancy. Um, and for me, there's also an artifact which allows you to re-roll that dice, so you can basically almost guarantee that coming up. And some cool artifacts, I think, for me. 
the pendant of the fell wind's really cool so you get to add free to movement of all friendly night haunts within six and also the light shard of the harvest moon so you can use this once per battle in the combat phase and you can reroll hit rolls for night haunt units within six in that combat phase once per battle which is really cool because you you basically get a re- i think they're going to struggle with big hordes which with the meta is a bit weird but that i think that's going to be the thing that's going to they're going to really struggle with uh, but that set re-rolling all your spirit hosts is is just like gravy because um, you get six attacks a base, doing mortals on a six, hitting on a five. But with the re-rolls, you just do so much more damage. It's almost like attacking twice. It's uh, it's really good. Um, but yeah, the army basically is Karen race banshees, spirit hosts, hex wraiths, uh, mongols, black coaches, and then you can ally in. And um, what I'm doing is I'm allying Soul Blight, so I've got five Blood Knights and a Vampire just in my army. Um, but I, I love my Blood Knight models, so it's a perfect excuse. Um, and that's that's the other allegiance that I think is super super good. Um, I think this is a lot stronger than Nighthorn. Not going to lie, but you take Soul Blight, and Soul Blight. What's good about this is you obviously get Battle Line Blood Knight units and Vargas units. Um, you get to the Deathless Thralls, so it's Deathless Minion save, but only for Soul Blight units. And then you get the uh, Bloodlines, so um, you can pick the four. So you get Dragon Warriors, reroll hit rolls of one if you charge. Uh, Lords of the Night, which is um, you count as being within range of a hero, even if there's no hero within range for the Deathless save. Necromantic, add one to casting, um, and minus one bravery for enemy units. Um, and then Swift Death, um, add two to the move, and they can fly, which I think is probably the best one. Yeah, some really cool command traits. I mean, like, Misform's really good. It means your general can retreat and then charge. Um, you know, there's a couple other ones in there that are quite good, and just some nice magic items. Probably the Goblet's the nicest one, so you can uh, add one to hit and wound rolls for this model, but if the model fails to inflict wounds, it takes D3 mortal wounds at the end of the combat phase. Um it's really good, but yeah, I think Soul Blight's really strong because the allies. Because with the allies, what you can do is you can ally in the thing you struggle with. So, um, although you could just have a summoning pool, a reinforcement pool, and then summon in skeletons and zombies, you could actually just take them in your army and deploy them. Um, and that gives you bodies and that gives you objective scoring. Um, but I think probably the best thing to ally in is Dire Wolves because they're really cheap. And what they give you is, um, it just gives you this lovely screen of, um, you know, that's fast as well, so can keep up your army. Uh, you know, 60 points for five Dire Wars is, is a bargain, really. And these are death battle line anyway, so if you took normal death, you could just literally just take the death allegiance and take, just take three units of Dire Wolves and then fill your boots. Um, so I think the, um, Dire Wolves are a standout, um, standout unit for me, especially in Soul Blight, because, it just gives you that moving screen to keep your blood knights honest, and with the uh, swift death uh, bloodline, you get to um, your blood knights can be way more maneuverable. I mean, if you roll high on a charge, you can suddenly move over the top of enemy units into gaps behind them. Um, you can move through deadly terrain without caring because you fly. Um, it, it's it makes your your model super quick, like like ridiculous, because it gives you plus two on all your soul blight. So that's your zombie dragon, that's your, you know, 
you know, that's your Vargeist get plus two, that's your Blood Knights get plus two. So it's just really fast. Um, and I think that's really cool. So I've got a blood, Soul Blight army I want to do. Um, I just didn't have enough time for Blackout to get it ready, but um, that'll be the next thing that I'll be working on. Um, but yeah, I think Death have come out of this quite well. I mean, even the generic Death Allegiance abilities are still really good. I think they, they kind of got away um, without too much punishment. Um, the Deathless minion save got got reduced a bit, but I, I don't mind that so much, to be honest. Um, I, I do think that the Night Haunts are really good. Um, I you know just for me, sort of like a, from a hobby side of things, um, I just really like the the aesthetic of it. I just think the army looks really really cool on the table, all the spirit host stuff. Um, I, I do like the um, the soul like um, rules. But I'm not a big fan of the the Blood Knight models, and I don't want to be someone who uses you know Dragon Prince models, paint them red. You know. I don't know what it is about the Blood Knight models. I just really like them. I, I, I must just... be a minority. Loads of people don't really like the models, but I love them. I think yeah. it's because I did that one unit, and I I didn't like them, and I did the unit, and I paid, and I went actually I really like this unit. You've done a good job on it. I think, I think it's just that they just. I, I, they're massive, they cost a lot of money, they're like fine cast or metal if you can get them online. And yeah, I, I don't know, I just, for me, if I was going to do it, I'm very much like, you know me, I'm very much a stickler for like, oh, this is the model, this is the, you know, the GW model, I'm using it this way. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think I'd want to sort of like, you know, proxy it or, you know, do it, you know, or say, you know, paint up some silver helms and say that they're, you know, blood knights. That's me, personally. You could just do some baller conversion. You know, blend I'm, loader kits and actually make them look really good and different. I'm, I'm not very good at converting them, so that's not my thing. I, I just going to use the stock models. Yeah. Um, might so change what? some of the banners and shields, but other than that, stock models. Yeah, I've always been a stock model guy. That's just that's like a personal thing. That's not like you know, no disrespect to anyone to say they're doing it. Them start like you know using the the tried and trusted Dragon Prince models, but um, yeah, for me, I'd, I'd want to use the stock models, and I'm just not a big fan of those stock models. But so that's why I probably wouldn't do it. But I do really, really like the rules and stuff. And you know, I think there's some really cool conversions going on out there for people taking these arms already. I think is it Domus is doing lots of really cool, funky stuff with it. Yeah, I think he's doing his out of Palados, isn't he? Yeah, so Domus is doing some cool stuff with his. Um, so um, we've talked about pretty much we did a quick overview and that's probably about all we're going to talk about with the handbook this show um but what i do quickly want to go into before we wrap up is we're going to blackout this weekend and this is general this is the first tournament under general's handbook 2017 so i've already alluded to what i'm taking i'm taking night haunts um i've painted the army um, literally very recently um, I did have 20 hex race built and I thought that's going to save me loads of time I'm not taking any hex race um, <laughs> I played a practice game and they were utter bobbins um, so for me I'm going to I basically I've painted 21 spirit hosts um, yeah. and I'm going to take I undecided where I'm going to take two units of six and three units of three or one unit of six and then five units of three so I'm going to go cut MSU with them. Um, I've got a Mongol. I've got um, two Banshees, um, three Karen Wraiths, a Vampire, five Blood Knights, and everything else is a Spirit Host. Um, 
artifact-wise, I'm going to take the rerolls to come up from the underworld. Now, I was going to take the wizard tome to make one of the wraiths a wizard, but I'm very, very tempted to take the light shard of the harvest moon for the combat buff um, for the rerolls to hit because I think that one turn when you just really you're in the grind and you just need to outgrind your opponent, I think it could be really key just to pop that and then just be like, right, I'm going to zerk you this turn. The the Mongols, but I do like the combo of the Mongol, the Soul Blight from the Vampire, and the Mystic Shield. So I'm I'm a bit torn. I might probably go with the Wizard uh, Tome to be honest. I think it's probably stronger. But a little part of me does want to do that combo where you get your two units of six and your Mongol and a, and your Wraiths into combat, and then just pop the Light Shield and you just re-roll and just zerg something off. Um, so I think it'd be cool. But that's what I'm taking. Um, in terms of missions, I think it'll be okay. Um, I don't think it's going to be amazing. I think I'm going to struggle against unit armies that have got lots of men on the table. So I'm a bit worried about fighting the murder host, if I'm honest. Um, so, um, Terry, what are you taking? Well, I've, I've done a sort of similar thing to you, where, where you've sort of identified spirit hosts as being your prime unit. I've gone with bloodletters for mine. <laughs> so, what bloodletters, though, right? Eh? They're not your bloodletters, though, are they? Uh, no. No, no, no. no I, I, I didn't have time to paint 90 this week, so um, I borrowed some in. Because Chris has removed the painting restriction of cohesion for this event, because he just wants to see people running loads of cool stuff and different armies, I've taken this as an opportunity to see what 90 bloodletters feels like on the table. Um, I do have 120 built. And I do have about 20 painted, but I just don't want to commit to painting all of it until I've had some games of it. And I don't know. I think it'll be good anyway. So I've got a little baby murder host of 90 bloodletters, um, a jugger herald, a oh, two units of 30 plague bearers. So I'm really embracing the massive regiments. So I've got 150 men in the army in five units of 30. Um, which I think is going to be really good under the scenario play. Um, the play bearers are a bit slow, but you know they they do get to places where they need to be. You know, slowly over the game, the bloodletters will get there quickly if I need to grab stuff early on. Um, if I come up against another murder host, I can just screen my army with the plague bearers as well, mm. because I'll be cunning deceived for the first round. So the murder host, when it goes in on the first round, be hitting the plague bearers at minus two which is going to shut down a lot of their damage. Um, and then they've obviously got the 5-up, five 5-up. Five well, it'll be a 6-up, 5-up against Bloodletters, but they'll punch them back a lot harder, I think. Yeah. Um, just because they'll they'll just have a 5-up save. And Plague Bearers are 4s and 3s, so, you know, it's not actually too bad. Have you got um, any, um, have you got any like, ranged threat in your army? Uh, I've got a Gaunt Summoner as well, because... I I just think people are going to be running hordes, so why not take something that deletes hordes? Um, so I've got Gaunt Summon of the Familiars. Um, I've not actually got any sort of shooting shooting. Um, I was going to put two Plague Claw Catapults in, but I've just had such bad results with them in the past. I'm just going to give them a miss and take s- some other stuff instead. Um, I'm going for a very melee-focused army and tanky with the plague bearers and sort of forgoing my usual take lots of shooting. You've got a blood um, secretor in there, I assume. I've got a blood secretor, a blood stoker, a gaunt summoner, a jugger herald for the um, formation, 
and I've got a Herald of Nurgle as well, who will give reroll ones to the saves of the Plague Bearers. So I've got mm. some minor tanky heroes for the you need heroes to score, but I'm hoping that they just won't be able to get through the Plague Bearers to kill the Plague I mean, If they got shooting, it's going to be a bit... It's quite an unusual army for you, because normally you've got like big elite things. and I know, know but I, I've done better at tournaments when I've taken loads of bodies on the table. Yeah. Um I I just I think elite armies towards the end of it just struggled a bit against just lots of stuff on the table because they can only be in one place at a time and if you know if your opponent's got I don't know just say four units of clam rats or something they're really cheap but you've actually got to go and kill all four units to stop them scoring and if you've got like one big monster that goes around killing stuff it's not going to kill all of them all in time so mm. I'm just, you know, I'm hoping that I can just outlast people's shooting with the plague bearers are going to be minus two to hit with shooting regardless. So they'll they'll shut down hopefully a lot of the shooting that's going on. Um, and if they want to shoot, sorry, did you think that um, there's going to be people running sort of the armies that were good in General's Handbook one? Do you think yeah. people are going to still run those, or do you think people are literally going to scrabble to take a new army based on I, the new I stuff? Think, I think you're going to have a nice split. I think you're going to get people who've just gone, I'm going to take what I've got, because it's painted, I haven't had time to paint something new, or I might borrow this unit in, or I'll quickly get this one thing. But I think a lot of people are going to run similar. I mean, I've seen some cunning, um, some cunning ruckless floating around, some sky... Um, the... Uh, Skyfire list, sorry. Um, with you know they're not taking 27 anymore but 21 still a lot of skyfires and i'm hoping the plague bearers just, just make them worthless um but what well, you know i, I think there's going to be some different stuff there though i don't think we'll see much destruction with stonehorns um which was one thing that my army didn't really like before so that with them sort of being pushed back a bit that, that that's a nice little buff for me <laughs> I'd quite like to see if there's any um, Iron Jaws or Fire Slayer armies there. That, that yeah, I'm, I'm hoping there will be. I wanted to borrow Chris's, but he doesn't lend out his armies. So, yeah, don't blame him because it's you know, if I'm yeah. drinking, I might I might drop models. So, yeah, <laughs> you always drop your great and clean one that time to tell you that story. Yeah, we yeah I know. Um, so, Les, speaking of people who are not really doing anything that different, what are you taking? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, considering that the list that I've been taking was kind of wrote around General's Handbook 2. I'm going to take the list that I've been taking, uh, which is um, Stardrake, you know, the standard thing I've been taking lately. Yeah, Stardrake, Venator, v- Venator, Heraldor, uh, Castellant Relictor, um, two Judicators, one Liberator, two Fulminators, one Prosecutor, um, just because it fits now. In fact, I actually got the chance for Triumph now, which is quite nice. Mm. Thanks. Drop to the Star Drake. Um and yeah, I, I was looking at that. The only thing that I was tempted to do was um, trade out one of the heroes and, and ally in a lawmaster. A because I've got it painted, um, and B because you know I the big trick that I've always been doing is putting the getting the Star Drake down to a zero up save, isn't it? With the the yeah. castle and the staunch defender. Um, well, I figured I well one up save. Sorry, um, I figured if I Mystic Shield it as well, that'd be even better. So Ren two, and I still got two up rerolling ones. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Healing wounds back on a three or a four. I can't wait to put ninety blood letters into that. Uh, I'd be right, mate. 
you'll get smashed off a damn forward and I won't play you. Nah, we'll see. We'll see. He's got to get through that plague oh, wall. Some, some smack talk going on here. That would be good yeah. to see. Um, um, I was just going to point out quickly, my list is 1990, so I might be able to get a cheeky triumph in some of the games as well. Uh, mine's 1980. Good, good decade. Oh. Good decade. And what about yours, Les? Yours 1980 as well. Mine's 1990. Oh, I've done you. I've done you both by 10 points. Yeah, you're going to need it with them uh, spirit hosts. Yeah, I bet. I don't think my army's uh, cutting edge, but I'm really happy how the paint jobs turned out and... Um, how quickly I've, I've really enjoyed getting the army ready. So I'm going to be drinking, I'm going to be having fun, and um, what's been nice about this year is being like the master and not caring and just taking loads of random stuff. So I think Soul Blight for the final, if I can get it done. But that's my, that's my plan. So we'll see. But... Cool. There you go. Right, I think that pretty much wraps this show up. So uh, we've covered um, the General's Handbook in a very kind of overview way. I look forward to seeing all the interesting lists you guys come up with. And if you're at Blackout, I, I'd like to see um, see there. And uh, if you've got any thoughts or cool ideas, just tweet us, let us know, show us your army lists. Yeah, we're always interested. And if we get anything particularly particularly cool or inspirational we'll uh we'll read it out on the show and we'll talk about it so if you want us to go through your list and uh you know give us give give you our thoughts or if you want some advice about what should you ally in um let us know i mean it's it's exciting times when it it's at this point i mean it's all change it's all new um we did record a show about forge world so i will put that show up as well um that just goes through the new changes and the scrolls for forge world and i think we touch on compendium but uh yeah i think um that's really cool so um yeah hope to see all of you across the table at some point soon and uh, let us know how you're getting on with your general's handbook 2017 army projects yeah is it worth just quickly um shouting out the trays as well with this being like the massive regiment era that's a good idea um, <laughs> so our sponsor element games are now making uh movement trays so um he's done little bundles so you can like one clicker and with a little discount you can get a, a block of you know plague bear or blood letter trays six of the uh, little five cloud 32 mil bases so it's all just little one click bundles and He's added loads of different ones in there as well. There's 40 mil ones, and it, it, it's going to be a massive range. So, you know, yeah. they're uh, they're going to be uh, top. I'm going to be pushing around uh, a lot of those at the weekend. Yeah, I've got um, I've already got my trays, but I'll um, I'll definitely get some new ones when uh, I want some quirky shapes. I think so, uh, but really yeah. useful, really useful. So if yeah, go go onto the Element Games website. We'll put a link on the web page uh also we're going to tweet it from our account so you probably would have seen it there but go through there get your movement trays on um get them delivered in time and you can uh, use them at your events for your massive regiment so there you go cool good shout out anything from you les before we go no no that's nothing really just say like um obviously just um if you when you're ordering your uh blight ward click through the link if you haven't done already um every little bit helps the show you know it's not as lined our pockets as this you know, getting stuff sorted for the, you know, and Alpen's provide a better thing and hope to see you all at, if I don't see a blackout, I'll see you all at Fake Summer. Yeah, it's only uh, only a month away and then uh, we'll be 
the Face Hammer GT number two, and we are sold out a hundred people. So uh, I'm super super excited about that. I think that's going to be awesome. Um, we need Trophies to work- are in. Yeah, they are. Seen the sword already. Looks awesome. Yeah. Um, so just. A- Reminder for everyone: We do have a painting competition, a standalone painting competition, like Golden Demon, like um, mm-hmm. GT. Um, get your models painted. It'd be good to see, um, you know, see people give the, the high standard last year a run for its money. So, yeah, I want to be impressed. Yeah, um, I want something to look at while I'm sitting behind the desk all weekend. Yeah, we might get Terry in a onesie just for people there. You know, yeah, uh, can I, happen. Oh, uh, it might be a bit warm. <laughs> yeah, it might be a bit warm. Um, hopefully, um, hopefully it'll go it'll go well. Um, I'm sure it will. Uh, obviously, side event on the Friday, and uh, Byron will be doing some airbrushing type seminar, and I'll probably do a Q and A tactical thing. I haven't decided yet what I'm doing if I'm going to do one, but um, there might be something going on. Uh, and, and actually, before we go, we should just say that um, Blood and Glory. Um, tickets are available and actually this year um he's he's taken a bit of a plunge to go to the roundhouse and its capacity is i think it's 400 people so there's multi-systems um i think there's going to be support from games workshop there like there was last year there's going to be some really cool stuff there if you haven't got your ticket you should get your ticket and you should go um it's going to be like one of the events you never want to miss in the yeah. UK. It usually is anyway, but this year I think it's going to be really special. So, yes, I think it's going to be probably like you'll be really kicking yourself if you're not there. It's going to be like something special. I think what Ben's trying to do is going to set a standard for tournaments in the UK. So it'd be good to get everyone along. I might even go. You are going to go. Just stop. <laughs> stop sitting on the fence. Yeah, <laughs> I'm start calling you Dan Heelan, Ghost Fence or something. But um, yeah, if you, I'd say that the um, you know Ben's taken a bit of a risk. Obviously, he, he's he's taken on this. I'm going to run this big event, and it, it's a lot of effort, time, uh, and uh, risk from doing that. So if people go and support it, that means that every year there's going to be this awesome, massive, multi-system convention-style event running. Um, if people don't go this year and it, it, you'll go away and it'll just go back to what it was. And I think, um, anyone listening to this, that's going to face hammer, you know, just support bad dice and go to, go to blood and glory if you can. Um, so I, I think it just, you know, he does a lot for the community. Um, you know, he does, you know, with the TGA and, and everything. And so I think the least we can do is go to his event and make it, make it a big one. You know, let's, let's see if we can get the AOS one up to a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, we we don't want forty k having more players than Age of Sigma, do we? Or showing in it? We got to sort it out. Yeah, we got to sort that out. Right. Okay. I think that's everything now. So um, we will see you all soon. Uh, and we'll do a, probably do a blackout review, and we'll do some um, blog episodes on the allegiance abilities. Uh, uh, hopefully with Byron as well when he's back. So all right. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Cool. Hey, To make sure you don't miss out on any more Hammer to Your Face, subscribe to us on iTunes, add our RSS feed to your reader, and follow us on Twitter at FaceHammer underscore. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>